Welcome to the Scottish Property Podcast. This is a show where we aim to educate, inspire and entertain through real life stories and interviews from people in the Scottish property community. As always, thanks for listening and give us a follow on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Remember to join us at our monthly networking events on the first Wednesday of every month. Tickets are available on our website. So without further ado, we'll just cut straight into this week's podcast. So welcome back to the Scottish Property Podcast. It's just myself and Nick Ponty today having a sh- chat, shooting the shit. How are you, Nick? Just the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to make me sing. Right, so this is a catch-up session because, do you yeah, know... We haven't known one for a while. We've not spoke about our own businesses, what we're up to, how we're how we're feeling out the market, how our businesses are growing. Like you, you know, every month I catch up with you, I'm always amazed at how... Big quickly, your letting agents grown. It's grown. You've got a full time member of staff on, but the les- listeners don't hear it. You can tell by the way I'm looking, mate. Old and haggard, <laughs> and uh, an extra two stones since yeah we started growing. Yeah, I mean it's been doing great. Don't get me wrong. Like starting your own business is a hard thing, as you know. <laughs> you know you're starting from scratch. The first, well, we've been going now for what six years. And those first like three years are hard. Mm-hmm. You're not making much progress. Sometimes you feel like just jacking it in because you, you know you feel you're you're kind of turning that curve now. Like you feel like you're turning that curve and they're going on the upward trajectory. Yeah, absolutely. So like, if you look at the last, I would say probably two years, things have really been motoring. I mean, it's it's really good for me to speak to other letting agents as well because other letting agents are like business is terrible. Yeah, we're losing landlords by the day. <laughs> You, I'm like, we're, we're gaining. You're, you're proactively out there in the marketplace, on social media, you're on top of the market constantly, you know what's happening in the economy, you know what's happening in your your your, your property demographics, so, you know, if, if there's a tweak or an involvement or something you need to change, then the advice you give to your clients, you can do it. Yeah, because I mean, I think at the end of the day, the letting agents that are struggling out there are ones that are you know they're not proactive with the marketing yeah. they don't do social media you know that's that's really kind of boosted me and boosted the growth basically I'm, I'm assuming they're possibly losing because landlords are just selling up exit in the market and they've probably got the landlords or the majority of their landlords will have one or yeah. two maximum properties whereas you've got quite a lot of you know property investors who have got a portfolio Aye, 100%. Plus, talking to John Cox there earlier as well, you know, we've, we've got cash buyers as well. So they're kind of, they're still expanding their portfolios. Local cash buyers or foreign cash buyers? Mainly foreign, I would mm. say. Some English as well. But they're coming at you for your expertise and your, you know, yeah. your area that you manage and they find you a deal. Yeah, find them plus, a deal, manage it. Plus, we've just um, acquired a, a small letting agency as well. Nice. And you want to hear about this, how this came about? So here's breaking news on the fucking Scottish Property I, Podcast. I can't tell you too much about the ins and outs of this, right? Because some of it's confidential, but the the lady basically that ran her own letting agency that has the 30 to 40 properties, we're still bringing them across basically, but um, I got a phone call one day out of the blue and I picked up the voicemail and it was this woman, she was like that. Hi Nick, you don't know who I am, but I'm reaching out to you. I follow you on LinkedIn. Um, I've got an opportunity for you. Or she said, I've got something to discuss with you or something. I can't remember the exact words. Anyway, picked up a voicemail, called her back and she was like, just describing her situation and she was getting out of the game and that. She had seen me on LinkedIn and been following me and she says, I just really like what you're doing. You come across good and you would be somebody that I would be happy to recommend my clients to. Right. So 
it was she approached me that's really cool that's really good to see and that, that's kind of opened up my eyes to what's possible now in terms of growth because mm-hmm. if that's one small letting agent out there how many other small ones are there out there that are just scunnered with it yeah. when I was doing my letting agency training basically I was speaking to other business owners back in 2017 and they were saying because of all this regulation and all the rest of it they've had enough there's too much government intervention they can't keep up with all this latest stuff you know, there must be loads of other tired ones out there, and I'm thinking, well, potentially that is an avenue for growth for me mm. as well. No, that's good. How do, how do you, I suppose, mark, um, measure the success of your company? Is it on the tenanted stock, or is it the profit turnover? What what is it? How does it go? I, I know I know agents are quite hung up on the <laughs> numbers of stock, but does it really mean much if you've got? 300 properties that are fucking shitholes getting 400 pound a month or you've got 300 properties in high end <laughs> west end of Glasgow getting two grand a month like surely there's a difference in that aye so I mean obviously from a letting agent's point of view the business model is we take a 10% plus mm-hmm. VAT commission on the rent so obviously if you have higher value properties like yeah. we've got a couple of crackers in the west end of Glasgow and you know big houses as well that you maybe you're getting the rent's like 1500 to 2000 pounds do you know what I mean so if you actually think about that, right, if you're getting 10% of two grand, it's, good, it's good equivalent good. to actually owning your average buy-to-let property and the cash flow you're getting. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so plenty more of them would be ideal. Obviously, the downside of that is that most of our clients are actually um, portfolio building investors and generally property values that are going for those level of rents are generally not making sense now in the higher interest rate environment. So most of our stock is mm. rental valuations of between, you know, f- 550 and 850 or yeah. something like that. And, you know, purchase prices, you're probably talking up to about 120 grand. Do you know what I mean? Right. So you manage an HMO stock that gives that kind of income then? So we don't do HMO. I don't do HMO. Is not, something you would venture into? No, it's just not interested because it's uh, it's very specialised and it, to be honest with you, the people that I speak to, um, it's just a lot of uh, problems with, basically in Glasgow, the student age, it's mm. students, basically first year, second year yeah. students, do you know what I mean? So single room rents and all that kind of stuff? Uh, yeah. There's a lot of turnover, there's a lot of problems, noise complaints, you know, they've a lot of them are just privileged we brats and <laughs> they just they're entitled do you know what I mean uh, there's that entitlement so they're just con- you know causing all sorts of issues <laughs> I, like, like Alex Walker says yeah. I like to rent to you know good solid families yeah. you know and you know in their long term and all that and you get a good relationship built with them I mean that's probably the bread and butter of our stock is kind of families young professionals yeah. and stuff like that I mean, we've got students as well don't get me wrong How's your, you've got a new member of staff, works for you full time now? Yeah. Master uh, probational period, she's working out. Shout out to Annette, absolutely brilliant, she's great. Um, she's not on social media, actually. Um, and, and to be fair, that's not important to me, yeah. although like I spend half my life on social media, it seems, but for, you know, you, you kind of like, I've been doing a lot of business uh, like education and reading books and all the rest of it, and what's what becomes apparent is that in all the stuff that you listen to in podcasts and that they say that you've got to kind of hire people based on the skills that you don't have mm-hmm. so f- this doesn't make sense for me to go out and hire somebody that's amazing at social media yeah, yeah. and that's my role do you know what I mean uh, you're the, the business development person in your business almost to go yeah. to business by being out there and being visual and authentic exactly so she's very organised um, 
you know, she's she's very good at the admin side of things. Thinks about stuff that I don't even think about. Very good at forward planning as well. Part of my downfall is like I'll yeah. get to you know the end of the week and they'll be oh, like, fuck that tenant's moving. Aye, they'll be like movings, uh, and I'm like, have we contacted that tenant to say? What, what the arrangement is to pick up the keys and you know has the rent been paid and all that and I'll be thinking about that on the Friday mm. she's already thought about it on the on the Wednesday or the planned Tuesday and that and planned it, yeah. it in do you know what I mean and that was what I really needed mm-hmm. and that has helped hugely so yeah she's been with us over a year now uh, how's um, it been relinquished in control because you know, you've built this for the ground up it's like it's a decent sized agency now you've now got something that's now taken yeah. those responsibilities from you that was hard initially because, like, I'm, I'm a bit of a perfectionist when it comes to, you know, getting. This is what I can't understand about today's world, right? Because like, I'm dealing with like factoring companies. Seems like an old fucker. Saying that. I am an old fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an old fucker. But, um, this is what I don't understand: how businesses function now that don't reply, that don't actually even give a response, right? Mm. So we deal with like factors companies, you know these big factors companies in Glasgow that have been going for like decades and decades that are like, that are massive, massive businesses with loads of staff. You can't even get an email response from somebody about an issue or a problem. You're like, how, how do these businesses actually function? How do they keep going? Mm. And you know, I'm running a small, very small business and I'm like, I need to respond to somebody Every- within like, an hour, mm. <laughs> two hours or something like that. And, and, and like, like client, client customer services is the biggest aye. focus for you to make sure your tenants and yeah. landlords are happy. But as, as it, do, you, do you feel like you're scared the bigger you grow the agency, the le- that, that might get lost in translation? I don't think so because I've set myself a target kind of, ugh, my targets and goals are always changing. Mm-hmm. Initially it was like, we'll get 200 properties and we'll stop. Now it's like 500. <laughs> so like, we'll see where that ends up. But I think even at like 500 properties, I can still remain, you know, personal to the client, you know, to the landlord, possibly not the tenants, obviously. Yeah, at some but point that would be the bit to the, transfer over. To the investor and to the landlords, because like, obviously most of our clients will have more than one property as well. So even at 500 properties, we might only have, I don't know, 150 clients or something mm-hmm. like that. Do you know what I mean? So I can still, people should be able to get a meeting with me if yeah. there's an issue and I should be able to just, you know, ha- give them that time that they need if they want to get a straight answer. Because I, I don't think I could ever let control completely. Yeah. I'm talking like I'm a big fucking high flying. No, but there's the, I mean? the growth in that. Like, you know, you've, you've now got to that stage where you can't do everything in that business. Aye. There's too much. Well, that's been a mindset shift for me, mm-hmm. totally bringing myself out of certain roles and allowing giving her the trust basically mm-hmm. to do it and you know what like if she's if she messes up and you know nobody's perfect yeah. and i need to realize that that she allow her to make the mistakes, ma- make yeah. mistakes and learn from them and you know there's pretty much there's hardly any mistakes that can't mm-hmm. be sorted you is know there, is there a is there growth for more employees where you're kind of working on i have what I, instructions I, and processes and stuff like that so that can be passed down or yeah, I'm literally taking somebody else on just now. So the way I see it is that we'll do like property managers. So see, you, you've got a portfolio, right? And you're having your properties managed by us. You'll have one point of contact, mm-hmm. which will be the property manager. And they'll be in charge of like 100 properties. And then that's the way I kind of want to grow it. So right. each one's in charge of 100 properties. And then there'll be maybe other ones that will just specialise in doing like viewings and inventories mm-hmm. that are out in the field all the time doing that. Do you do all your inventories and check-ins and outs? In house as well. 
Uh, we a mixture. We right. do pull in like subcontractors and that when we're really busy, but we try and we find it as beneficial to to keep it in house because we've got systems that are like keep track and log everything mm-hmm. that are easily um, adaptable by us. Whereas if we outsource it, they're using other systems right. that don't tie in ours. Mm-hmm. So then there's a bit mm-hmm. of an issue there. So preferably in house, but. Uh, yeah, it's going well, mate. I mean, like, honestly, people say to me, oh, I don't know how you do it. Like, that's it's, fucking, who wants to be like? It's always enjoyed, though. It's, un- it's your skill set. It's your, <coughs> it's what you're passionate about. How has that um, affected your, your own portfolio journey? You've still got the cash sitting there. Are you looking, what, what's the, the avenues for growth for your own investments? So, own portfolio is taking a bit of a stall, to be honest with you. Just because I've been solely focused on building the lightings business and Looking at, there's a couple of, there's a guy I follow on um, YouTube, a guy called James Sinclair, um, who does a podcast as well. And he talks a lot about the, the, the trading business and all that, and then using those funds, those profits in the business to then invest. And for me, that was like, at, yeah. going back a few years, I was kind of like, oh, I'll just be the investor straight from the go, and then I won't ever have to work. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not really turned out that way and yeah. now I've realised the value in actually building a business a business asset that's worth something that you can then sell and also in the meantime mm. you can use the profits to invest I, mean, I had that conversation with someone recently as well they were like asking me what would you do if you started again in property and the, the, the same answer was basically what you just said and it must be the journey we all go through it's yeah. like I wouldn't start off in property like right. you're, you're, you're they fight a deal and create this equity with fucking thin air and the work you've got to put into to find a below market value deal and add the uh, value and scale that portfolio up whereas if I just focus on actually scaling a business up they made shit tons of cash uh, then I could just bought properties at market value and yeah. quite happily just grew that investment portfolio uh, so that's quite a good way of looking at it actually yeah it's about kind of like I really enjoy I, I, like I don't feel like I'm spending enough time on marketing and social media and all that I, I just I feel like eventually that'll be my main role and I hope it is my main role. Obviously, I'll still need to check over the finances, make sure landlords are getting paid on time and all the rest of it. But you systemise that process. Though. Do, you, do you do your rent rolls in the first of the month or is it no, scattered throughout the month? Because we've got a really good system called <coughs> PayProp. It's like all automates it. But I still need to go in every day, make sure that I'm ticking them off and double checking that the, the, sort of, the amounts are correct. Right. It doesn't take a long time. It'll maybe be like 15 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. Like Lisa, my wife, always goes mental at me because I always leave it. To, basically, the, the cutoff for payments is 10 o'clock at night. That's when the payments, the last payments are made at 10 o'clock. You're sitting at half nine at night. And I always leave it till quarter to 10. No, you just try and get out the kids to bed. <laughs> and you like, go do the payment, rent, rent rolls. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, where are you? She's shouting around the house. I'm like, I'm doing my rents. <laughs> See those fucking rents? <laughs> it's important though, the landlords need to be paid on time. <laughs> at nine o'clock, in the morning at nine o'clock at night. <laughs> so nah, she goes mental, uh, but... And, Aye, you know what it's like though. Yeah. I mean, eventually I'll get, I'd like to think I'll be able to get an office as well out of the house because I mean, it has been working well, it's fine, but starting to get to the point now where I've got that keyboard set up, the keys. Yeah. So I set that up and it's now like, Lisa's like, I, I kind of get away from this business. It's fucking arc property everywhere I look. We've even got a keyboard now inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> And and that's part of your, I suppose, future fit investment strategy is looking into yeah. uh, commercial office for you, but also to sublent, sort of rent other spaces out as well. Yeah, 100%. And uh, obviously I've been 
trying to do a bit of research on that. So I think we've got like 160 grand or something like that built up in company profits now that have just been sat there over the years that I've not done anything with. Mm. I need to be smarter with that money. It's just sitting there doing absolute hee-haw. So, you know, looking at other strategies like the commercial stuff, you know, buying a building like this that we're sitting in just now and subdividing it into units. Like, mm. we so, like we talk about to a lot of our other guests about that kind of multiple occupancy commercial yeah. stuff. And I think that would fit in really well to my business because mm-hmm. I can take an office space for my own business. Yeah, pay, pay I, the, would, you, would you buy the office inside the art properties or would you inv- buy it inside a pension and then rent it to your pension, rent it to yourself? Yeah, tenants? so doing it through like mm. a SAS pension Aye. and then Makes sense. renting it basically is, and that would be the income tax-free, isn't it? You know what I mean? So I'm at the early stages of looking at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time Jerry Alexander comes along to our networking event in Glasgow, he's like taking me aside into the corner. And he's like, so what have you done? <laughs> how, how have you moved that needle <laughs> And it's been like two years having the conversations, but that is part of my downfall. I, I, I have ideas, like we all have ideas, and then try to just pull the trigger and all that. Time is, the, yeah. is the problem when you're so wrapped up. I'm so wrapped up in this kind of, Building this mm-hmm. lettings business, which I enjoy. Like, mm-hmm. I enjoy going out there. Like, yes, I'll give you an example yesterday. Stuff that I shouldn't have been doing, right? That I ended up doing. <laughs> and this is where my time just, just totally goes out the window. So, yesterday, there was a tenant moved in and she had loads of stuff. Like, she sent out an email basically with a whole list of stuff. Washing machine's not working. Uh, there's some, the, the paint work around the, the corner thing's like dirty. Um, the there's dust down the back of the radiators. Uh, there's what else was there? Oh, there's loads of things. There's a, a drawer thing she, not working in, your Swiss Army uh, nice in the kitchen. Uh, yeah, yeah, so I'm like, oh, Nick to the rescue. <laughs> <laughs> I get all my toolkit, mate. I get my Hoover. I get my cleaning bag. Mr. Muscle there as well, yeah. And I'm like, turn up at this girl's house, you know. And I'm like, that's just what I love. To, just like speaking to people and just yeah. like getting in there and getting my hands dirty as well so I went in there oh so these radiators were clogged thick full of dust and like you know that way you sometimes when you're doing a refurb and you're scraping the wallpaper off the walls and all that yeah, and it all just shits, gets mm. caught up in the radiators and stuff like that and a lot of time you don't want to take the wee grill bits off because you can never get them back on so I'm like I'm not taking those grills off because I've been here before and I've not been able to get them back on it ends up I look like a total idiot and then you've got a broken radiator (laughs) (laughs) so I got one of these I've got the Hoover right which I've got this uh, screw fix Hoover and it's brilliant because you've got a a sucker and then you've got a blower (laughs) so I got the blower right and I got (laughs) it's really strong (laughs) so I get the thing and blow the dust out the radiator but the, the, stuff, the stuff just went everywhere and the girl was standing behind me and it's just like blowing all the way around and she's got like all over her bed and her sofa and she's like trying to clear it all. Anyway, so I was in that flat for about an hour and a half, right? And that's like, the landlord will never know about that. But is that, like that's what makes you, you in that business as well. But then it depends what you want. Like we've had this conversation before where you talk about what you want in a business. Is it, to be the biggest letting agency in Glasgow or Scotland mm-hmm. or is it to enjoy what you do? I that, really enjoyed that aye. because I got a buzz out of sorting that girl's problem out. She moved in that flat and she was a wee bit like, oh, there's all these issues. There was maybe 10 problems. She made worse. <laughs> I, I, 
<laughs> she's now got to go to the, the dry cleaning and get all her stuff washed because all the dust on it. Um, so she's, she's now not she, she's now got twenty. <laughs> other, she's got a dust allergy. She's got twenty other problems. Um, yeah, so, but you you solved that problem. You went out there and done and, and done the had to do. You know, I probably got six out of ten of those issues sorted. Dillard, few I'll need to get a contractor out. At least, at least you kept the tenant happy, which kept in turn kept the landlord happy because the tenant's not pissed off and moving out and giving a notice to quit the, the next day. Exactly, but it's like from a business owner's point of view. I know that if I went on a business mastery course or something like that, you know, then they try either telling you how to scale a business and all that, and I'm sitting there saying that's what I'm doing day to day. They're like, ah, mate, you've got it all wrong. That's no, you need to be working on the income generating <laughs> tasks. Like, you're not the fucking hoovering radiators. <laughs> I, I, I fight with myself with this all the time as well. <laughs> Guys, thanks for listening. It's been a good catch up, a good chat, and uh, hope you get value as always. Take care. Superb, guys. Cheers. And if you could leave us a review, we would really, really appreciate it. it. Helps us reach more people with the podcast. Thanks. Well, I've got loads of reviews. Just subscribe to our YouTube channel because we're trying to, <laughs> try to uh, grow that. Thanks a lot, guys.